Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Monogram at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com build. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Thursday, November 17th, and you are listening to NFL Total Access. The podcast. Those are the voices of today's special guests. Voice number one belongs to the beautiful mind of the bearded, bespectacled, bears apologist, the merchant of fantasy hot sauce, Adam Rank. Welcome back, Brankster. Thanks so much. I was, uh, I was a little, it was a little tenuous. I didn't know how I performed last week. It's kind of like when you are in, a, I'm like the Taylor Heineke of this podcast. As long as we keep winning, I think I'm going to be, continue to be invited back, but you never know. We're going to talk about Taylor Heineke in a moment. Voice number two, well, that's all me, sports fans. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy. And today, we will get game picks, score predictions, and fantasy tips for every single Week 11 game beginning on Thursday. Yes. Game number one of Week 11, the Tennessee Titans against the Green Bay Packers. Now, the Packers yep. got that uh, improbable, emotional sure. win All of it. Uh, against the Cowboys. And Mike, Mike McCarthy. McCarthy. Gronk spiked his headset. Oh, you're an adult. You're not some kid playing Madden. Show some composure out there, Mike McCarthy. And the Tennessee Titans, of course, got a win. Oh, yeah. As they should have. Oh, they, they, against they. the reeling, bewildering Denver Broncos, 17-10. to 10. And in doing so, they rediscovered a passing game. Ryan Tannehill back in the mix. Derrick Henry, surprisingly unproductive, did just enough to win. Yeah. Who has well, the edge in this one? Westbrook Akine comes out of nowhere. Okay, so let's, let's, let's ask about him in a moment. But okay. first things first, Adam Rank, let's get your winner and your score for Thursday night. Titans, Green Bay Packers, how does this one go down? I have the Green Bay Packers emerging victorious 25-23, although it goes against my better judgment. I know the Titan fans and I are now on, on good footing. But at the same time, the Packers have the edge here. Short week, Thursday night football. It is expected to snow which kind of has me a little bit concerned 
because Derrick Henry can absolutely take over a snow game, but I do believe that the Packers have what it takes to win this one because they have a pretty solid running combination as well, and that is one of the things that helped propel them against the Dallas Cowboys. They go back to Aaron Jones, they go back to A.J. Dillons, and that opened it up for perhaps the star of the show. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers, who snapped a five-game losing skid by posting season highs with a passer rating of 146.7, three touchdowns to the rookie, Christian Watson. But I, oh gosh, I don't like it. I don't like to sit here and pick the Packers, but I'm going to do it. Well, it's hard not to pick the Packers. If you look just statistically, and obviously you and I both know that the game happens on the field. It does not happen in the stat column. However, the stats are alarming when you look at the offensive productivity of the Tennessee Titans. They are dead last, 32nd. 32nd in the NFL in total offense. They are 31st in passing. They are 28th in first downs. Now, they are first in the NFL in red zone efficiency. When they get to that that part of the field, they turn it into touchdowns better than anybody else in the NFL. Passing defense for the Green Bay Packers is third. Third down defense is also third, so that could spell major trouble for Tennessee. They are going to have to rely very heavily on Derrick Henry. The rushing defense for the Green Bay Packers, when facing somebody like that, they are ranked 26th in the NFL, so that is an opportunity. Is that where you see the 23 points for the Titans coming from? Give me a fantasy tip for this game. Who must I put in my starting lineup? Who must I avoid at all costs? Well, it's going to be tough on to run on the Titans, but I still like Aaron Jones to be peppered with targets out of the backfield, making him a safe fantasy play this week. I don't believe they'll be able to stretch the field like they did last week, given the re- weather concerns. That's why I would kind of avoid Christian Watson. I think that You know, if you're worried about one of the running backs, you know, you could say A.J. Dillon, but I think he gets an opportunity to run as well. I think, you know, looking back in hindsight and looking at a total of 48 points, I might be a little bit optimistic here. But at the same time, I still think this has the potential to have breakaways because the weather can do some weird things. So I think Aaron Jones is very safe. Obviously, you're starting Derrick Henry, Aaron Rodgers. I think A.J. Dillon's a good flex play. And then, of course... uh, Are you obviously starting Aaron Rodgers? I have seen on a lot of lists that I have looked at over the last 48 hours that Aaron Rodgers is a sit this week. You eschew that. Is that overcorrection? No, no, no. I I think that it's, it's a correction. I think it's appropriate. I think that's an appropriate rating. Given what's happened to him over the course of this season, given the fact that I could see this being a little bit more run heavy, that if they get near the goal line, perhaps A.J. Dillon's punching the ball in instead of Aaron Rodgers throwing some cheapies. So if you're looking at Aaron Rodgers compared to somebody who we'll talk about for the next game, let's say Marcus Mariota, who's got a lot more upside with a better matchup in a game where the weather, that one's in Chicago, right? That one is actually in the ATL. And with that question, let us turn now to game number two, Chicago Bears. Adam ranks Chicago Bears at three and seven on the road in Atlanta to take on the second place in the NFC South and still, well, not quite dead yet. Atlanta Falcons in that NFC playoff picture, they are at four and six. That game, Sunday morning, 1 p.m. Eastern time. Let's look at a couple statistical measures to help us organize our thoughts on this one. Offensively, your Chicago Bears 
are the best running team in the Absolutely. NFL. Absolutely. In a walk. In a walk. And they are because Justin Fields is bossing the moss. I mean, that kid. Yes. I'm as impressed with his pace as I am with his power. You saw what he did to that linebacker when he got into the end zone. Destroyed this that past week. Man. He absolutely, he ended yeah. that kid. Now, obviously, your Bears took a somewhat surprising loss to the Lions in wow. that game. Do they bounce back? To the Lions, yes. Do they bounce back? Absolutely. Okay, I, we're going to get your score in a moment. Let's throw a couple other stat lines your way. You are first in rushing, but you are last in passing. This is a team that is suffering well, from a crippling imbalance. Very good at rushing the ball, very bad at passing the ball. Do these stats lie? Is there a truth I that I'm missing? I think those stats are lying. Justin Fields is throwing touchdowns. He's had multiple touchdown passes in the last number of games, but he's throwing the ball with efficiency. I think the run has really made it so dangerous for them to throw the ball. The only time that they really struggle having to throw the football is when they get towards the end of the game. And they're a little bit more predictable. This is where I wish Luke Getze, especially at the end of the game last week, you should have designed a run on first down. You should have let Justin Fields, you know what, you got timeouts to burn. Whatever it is, go out there and run the football. Let the Lions think that you might just run. Because they just needed a field goal at that point. And I know that Cairo Santos was struggling that day. But you still just needed a field goal. Let the Lions think you're still going to run the ball. This is a bad meets bad matchup, though. Uh, you are last in terms of passing offense, and yet the Atlanta Falcons' defense, passing defense, also last in the league. Yep. I don't know who has the edge there. Uh, clearly no one, certainly not the viewer. In, on the other side of the ball, on the other side of the ball, the Atlanta Falcons' offense, fourth in the NFL in rushing offense yep. against a rushing defense in Chicago that ranks 28th in the NFL. So that is a possible mismatch that the Atlanta Falcons will attempt to exploit. Okay, that is what's past is prologue. Give me a score. Give me a winner. Bears 31-30. Maybe Youngway Koo misses a extra point that allows it. I think that I've had this too many points. Bears 31-30. We have an over here. The Bears have been averaging over 30 points per game. They've been hitting 30, you know, 29 to 30 points every game going back to that New England game. The one thing that scares me, though, is you talk about these numbers. Both teams have trouble stopping the run, yes. which could mean that it's a shorter game because the clock is constantly moving. But we so that's saw last 61 total that you have saw, on the board. But we saw last week, but there was a lot of points last week. Yeah. You know, with both these teams, with the Lions, the Bears, neither team able to stop either one of them. So many big plays. That's the one thing that's why I tend to skew towards a higher score is because while you, the concept is there. When you're doing models like Cynthia Freeland, like the math will tell you that in a shorter game, the score should be lower. But because those defenses aren't good, there are more big plays which could lead to a higher score. The game total for this game has been set at 50. Adam Rank sees it as 61, although he is questioning that as we I sit here in real time. Justin Fields is a no-brainer play yep. for a quarterback that is capable of rushing for over 170 yards. You start that man. Is right. there anyone else on the field, including defensive units, that you would start? I think the answer must be no. Well, David Montgomery, number one, because Cleo Herbert has been put on IR. Correct. The hip, he's out, so David Montgomery has to be in. Cole Komet. Cole Komet. Darnell Mooney's not a bad option if they, the Falcons are struggling against the pass. They've allowed, what, the fourth most fantasy points? To and certainly the way you see this game going down with 31 points on the board, all of those guys see, feel like good plays. Yep, and of course, Marcus Mariota is absolutely a great play 
you know, if you're streaming a quarterback, and again, a lot of people probably have him rated above Aaron Rodgers. And it's one of those situations that if you ask a human being walking down the street, would you rather have Aaron Rodgers? Marcus Mariota. That person likely would say Aaron Rodgers. Fantasy terms, Marcus Mariota might be a better better streaming option this week. Well, you see 30 points coming from the Falcons, so it's hard to disagree right. if the game goes the way that you say it will. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great, too with thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Next game, Carolina Panthers at 3-7. and seven, On the road to face the Baltimore Ravens at 6-3. and three. Ravens fresh, coming off a bye. Ravens are currently the four seed in the AFC playoff picture. The Panthers on the outside looking in all the way down as the 14th out of 16 teams in the NFC. On paper, this seems like a gross mismatch. It does. Well, not only that, the Ravens are kicking off an easy stretch of games. They have the easiest strength of schedule the rest of the way. Correct. They're coming off a bye. They're a dark horse candidate to be the number one seed in the AFC this year. Considering, you know, you think of all the great teams in the AFC, it feels like, you know, 
there's so much competition, but they could end up being a dark horse candidate for the number one overall seed. But doesn't that lead you to believe that somehow, because the way the NFL works, the Panthers end up finding a way? Well, like it's it's well, strange. No, it's, last, it's not. It's not crazy for you to say that. If we look at last week of the 14 games, nine of the 14 winners were vastly overlooked by most of the so-called experts in our sports prediction world. Nine of them. From the beginning of the week to the end, when the Commanders undid the unbeaten streak of the Philadelphia Eagles, teams that were not supposed to win did win. Is this one of those games? Before you answer, let's look at a couple of stat points. Baltimore Ravens are fourth in the NFL in scoring. They are second behind only your Bears in rushing. They are tied for third in big plays. They are third in turnover differential, which for me is the most glaring and most glamorous stat of all for this team. On the defensive side, they are third against the rush. They are fifth on third down and fifth, as would be expected, in turnovers. On the other side of the ball, not a lot to like on either offense or defense for the Panthers. A couple of things that really stand out. This is the 30th ranked team in the NFL in total offense. That's the Panthers. They are 29th in passing. They are dead last on third down. This is a recipe for a route, or am I seeing this wrong? Let's get a winner. Let's get a score. Ravens 33-20. I'm not even. I'm not even going to mess around. I, I don't want to mess around. Now, last year the Ravens were three and seven after the bye, but I'm not going to get into that. You know what? Sometimes you just got to look at it and say no. I know that weird things happen in the NFL, and like you said, there were nine upsets or perceived upsets last week. Correct. At the same time, you got to take each game individually. In a vacuum, I'm going to take the Ravens at a walk. Lamar Jackson starts in this game on your fantasy team. Obviously, who else should I circle? I believe that both Gus Edwards, if he's available, and Kenyon Drake could be in play for fantasy here. Edwards has received double-digit touches when he's been active. The Ravens have rushed for at least 150 yards in eight consecutive games. The Carolina Panthers, one of the most generous defenses to opposing running backs. In a week where we're missing some big-name running backs, again, Gus Edwards, Kenyon Drake could both be slated in as RB2 flex options. Your total in this game is 53, if my math is correct. I believe it is. That is nine and a half points over the total that has been set by certain people in a certain town in this country. I think that because Baker Mayfield's the quarterback, that there's opportunities for the Ravens' defense to score some points on their own. Very interesting. Next game, Browns at Bills. Browns three and six coming off of a demoralizing and Honestly, a poor performance in Week 10. The Bills, of course, coming off of that impossible to see coming. The improbable, the shocking, the bewildering fumble at the goal line loss in overtime to the Minnesota Vikings. Everybody wants to tell me that the Vikings won that game. They did not. The Buffalo Bills lost that game. That was a a matter of execution, not of capitulation to a better side. How do we see this one going down? Lots to like, actually, on both sides of the ball here. In terms of total defense, Buffalo Bills are second in the league. They are tied for third in turnovers and third in red zone defense. They are first in yards per play on offense. They are first on third down. They are the second-ranked passing team in the NFL, the second-ranked scoring team in the NFL, and the first overall offense 
in the NFL. On the other side of the ball, Browns offense, not so bad. Fifth total offense. Fifth in rushing. Second in big plays. The problem, of course, is on defense. They are 31st in scoring defense. 30th in big plays. And they are tied for 28th in turnover differential. This feels like a get-back game for the Bills. It's a game that they will certainly say they have to win to get some momentum back. They had a precipitous fall from the AFC top seed to now the AFC sixth seed. They went from being the best team in the AFC to being the third team in their own division. Do they get back? Do they get it right? Who wins? What's the score, Adam Rank? I have the Buffalo Bills winning this one 30 to 24. To 24. I got to say this, you know, the Bills, you know, it's been back-to-back bad games for them. Like a bad, they lost to the Jets. Everybody kind of forgot about that game, the Minnesota Vikings. And I understand the Vikings. You know, again, I tend to agree with you. A lot of people, you know, we gather every Sunday. The Bears aren't on national TV. So I gather with a a group of Bear fans down at Rip Beer Company in Huntington Beach, PCH location, eh, if you're available on Sunday. But here's my thing. (laughs) We all left. When Kirk Cousins was stopped at the goal line, we're all like, well, at least the Vikings lost. Everybody streamed out. We left. It wasn't until later I was on a playground with my children. Oh, my goodness. That you learned the truth. Learned the truth. And I went back, obviously, on Sunday night, watched the finish of that game. Truly amazing. Amazing that the Bills always seem to find a way to lose these big games. They need a signature win against a good team, but unfortunately they're playing the Cleveland Browns. So they're not going to get that this week. But they can beat a team that a lot of people had faith in coming into the season. But listen, here's what I'm going to tell you. The Bills went 2-4 and from weeks 9 through 14 in 2021 before winning four consecutive games to finish the season. The Bills have shown this before, that they can come back from these losses, these improbable stretches, and play some good football I do believe that they do it here. I have a lot of faith in them. Now, you have the Cleveland Browns putting 24 points on the board. Where do those 24 points come from? Does this mean that Nick Chubb, of course, is a no-brainer starter in fantasy? If so, who else? Well, I I think that Amari Cooper continues to be one of the most overlooked guys in fantasy football. And the Bills are banged up in the secondary. So I think that when you look at the entirety of the season, the Bills' numbers are impressive. But when you start to take a look at like what's happened recently, Like, what have the Bills allowed recently? Like, you can see some team. You saw Justin Jefferson. Like, they're still, like, they've allowed the, what is it, 2, 4, 6, 8, 11th most fantasy points to wide receivers over the last month. And, of course, a lot of that has to do with Justin Jefferson and what they were able to do. But we've seen it recently that you're able to move the ball through the air on this team. And when you have a strong running attack, uh, you're going to be able to uh, to help set that up. So real upside for Amari Cooper, obvious upside for Nick Chubb in any game. The man is a beast. Yeah. Can I extrapolate that to mean that there is some upside for Jacoby Brissett in this game? Not really. I, somehow he finds a way to be efficient, but not be the guy who stands alone. And so I he's it, a sit. Well, he well yeah, he throws one touchdown. So he goes out there. He throws for like. 211 yards. Amari Cooper gets 101 of those. He gets a touchdown. Amari Cooper has a great game. And then a lot of it goes down to the running. What you need at what you need was when you play somebody like Jacoby Brissett, you have to the hope that when they get near the goal line, that they're far enough away 
to where they either have to go, and I know in joke who's out, but they have to find a way to throw it to Donovan Peoples-Jones, Amari Cooper, something like that, to get his touchdown totals up. I just don't think he'll have the yards. I've got Njoku on my bench. I've got Higby in my starting lineup. We'll talk about the Rams here in a bit. I am seeing a lot of people suggest that I sit Tyler Higby. Would you suggest to me that I put David Njoku back in my starting lineup? Is he lineup? healthy? Is he ready to go? That's the question. That's it. If he's healthy, I'm putting him in. I think David Njoku is a pretty special talent. He's one of those guys that, especially given, you know, Dallas Goddard's not going to be playing. Zach Ertz is out for the season. David Njoku is sliding up the list of those tight ends that you can trust week in and week out. And it's tough trying to find a tight end option. So if, so that's a Sunday morning decision yeah. based on what I'm hearing about his active, availability, yeah. his active status if prior to that one. on game day morning and he says David Njoku is playing, then he played. By the way, years ago, I, I made up this little phrase where I said, hey, if David Njoku plays for the Cleveland Browns, he plays for your team. You know, funny, funny little Sunday morning quip. Prophetic, now, now as it turns out. Now everybody says it. Buffalo Bills, sauce. other side of the football. Uh, Buffalo Bills, the home team. Josh Allen is a start. Stephon, Stephon Diggs, Diggs is a obviously. start. Anyone else? You know what? Devin Singletary to me, because the matchup is pretty good, I'm going to go with him, although the Bills have averaged just over 73 rushing yards per game this season. Last week, Devin Singletary scored a pair of touchdowns. That doubled the entire seasonal output of the Buffalo Bills from the running backs in regards to getting into the end zone. But I still think that Devin Singletary, even though the evidence is there, like if you think about what the Bills did in the offseason, they went out and drafted James Cook. They said, listen, I know Devin Singletary finished strong last year. We're going to bring in James Cook. Then they trade for Naheem Hines. So every week, I don't want to play Devin Singletary. Last week, he scores a pair of touchdowns. Yes, he does. I look like an idiot. Be like, eh, thanks for I'm like, listen, that the, the Bills had scored one rushing touchdown for the running backs the entire year. You were there. You were there the one week that it was a pair of scores, and then he did nothing. For a guy that scored two touchdowns on the ground, it is not the runaway fantasy matchup that it should have been. It's hard to feel your way through a fantasy season and be successful overall. We play our gut here and there. Sometimes it hits, quite often it doesn't. Most of the time we trust our eyes, we trust the stat lines. Is this person getting the carries? Is this person getting the targets? If not, how can you trust it? Thank you for your insight on that one. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected or check out a 
stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy. And today we are joined by the rankster, Adam Rank, the merchant of fantasy hot sauce. He is giving us game picks, score predictions, and fantasy tips for every single week. 11 game, next game, the Washington Commanders on the road to face the Houston Texans. Now, Commanders coming off of an unexpected win to break the unbeaten streak of their division rival Philadelphia Eagles. Taylor Heineke is 4-1 and one as a starter this year. His only loss coming to the Minnesota Vikings in a game that, quite honestly, they should have won. I am not saying that he is a fantasy stud because we know that he isn't. You will answer that question in a moment. Let's give a little bit of context to this one. Numbers that stand out, that jump off of the stat page. Washington Commanders on offense, 30th in big plays, 30th in yards per play. They are bottom half on just about every single offensive metric. This is not an offensive team to trust. I cannot see a lot of fantasy value on that side of the ball. On the other side of the ball, the Texans offense, 29th total. 29th in scoring, 30th on third downs, 31st in the red zone. So not a lot of fantasy value. We'll get to that in a moment, but a fascinating matchup nonetheless. When you consider that the most dynamic player on the field is very likely playing for the home team, Damian Pierce, 1-7-1. and and How do you see this one going down? Do the commanders take an L after that unexpected dub? Or do they follow up their win over the Eagles with another win on the road in Houston? What say you, Adam Rank? I've seen it way too many times. And being on the road after playing a road Monday night game with an emotional win, give me the Texans here. Give me the Texans 19-18. 19-18. Very interesting. scoring game. 
Very close. And by the way, I will say this. as you Those 18 points, are they coming from Joey Sly? Of course, yeah. All six. Six, six field goals from six, Joey Sly. Six Joey Sly field goals. No, actually, I don't. No, I think that they keep missing. They have to keep going for two. For two. They, they somehow find themselves in a deficit, and then they have to keep going for two, and then they don't convert on those. I love the running backs in this game. The Houston Texans have allowed the most fantasy points to running backs this season. That's why I loved starting Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson. And Brian Robinson. Volume for Brian Robinson alone. Receiving value for Antonio Gibson alone. And, of Terry course, McLaurin. Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce. Although, I, yeah, Damian Pierce is starting. No doubt about Sorry, it. Sorry, you were about to say Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin. Is a must start? Absolutely. I sat him last week. Why? Taylor? Because he was oh, facing no, Slay. No, 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 no. And in that 100%. matchup, I thought I was being clever. And this is no, one of those moments where I think him? we tend to overthink. Wait, but who I did started, you start over him? I, who did I start? Josh Palmer and Jerry Judy. Okay, Jerry. And I lost Jerry by 1.9 total points. Jerry Judy's inexcusable. Jerry. I, can, I can get behind Josh Palmer. I, could, I can understand the It was a target science. share decision. I would. It was poor. I would have. I would I'm advise, a moron. I would, have, I would have advised against that. I wish I had talked to you before. May I say something, though? As you sat here and you're like, well, the commanders should have beaten the Minnesota Vikings. Yes. If I give that to you. I want you to admit that they should not have beaten the Bears. That's absolutely true. Okay. All right, um, we're fine. Yes, we, uh, that absolutely true. On the other side of the ball, Damian Pierce is the only start? 100%. Brandon Cooks, I think, is uh, upset by his situation in Houston. Like, you signed the contract, buddy. Although, I do, I feel bad. Like, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks, epitaph in the NFL, Will Reed, not that happy. Been traded for multiple first-round picks, unlike a lot of players who, you know, the Texans did trade away DeAndre Hopkins and got a second for it. But I will say this. What's interesting to note here, Eno Benjamin was claimed off waivers yes, he was. by the Houston Texans. Now, this week, he is not going to be likely eating into Damian Pierce's playing time. I'm curious why Houston made this move. To my, to my knowledge, if, if I miss this, I apologize to everybody listening. Rex Burkhead's still available, right? Like, am I am I miss am I missing? Because I I like Rex Burkhead, but they pretty much put him on the shelf. Rex Burkhead doesn't eat into Damian Pierce at all to the point of like, why do you? Why does Eno? What is Eno Benjamin filling that? And I like Eno Benjamin. Don't get me don't get me wrong, but he's like you got Rex Burkhead already. I don't know. The Eno Benjamin question will be answered in the weeks to come. We will circle back on that next game. Philadelphia Eagles now with a blemish on their record at 8-1 on the road to take on the new look, old look, mm. Indianapolis Colts, 4-5-1. We all saw what happened on Sunday. We Saturday did. introduced himself to Sundays again. Jeff Saturday put Matt Ryan back in the starting lineup. Jonathan Taylor was suddenly spry. And the Indianapolis Colts that we sort of expected to see all season suddenly materialized on the screen. There yeah. they were. With a win. Now, granted, a lot of people say, well, don't kid yourself, Levy. They beat the Raiders. The yeah. Raiders are a tire fire. That yeah. game finished 25-20. My question to you, how does this one go down? Before you answer, the Eagles on offense, pretty impressive. Fourth yeah. total offense. Third in scoring. Fourth on third downs. They are tied for first in turnover differential. They are third in the red zone. They are third on big plays. But they are facing a Colts defense that is fourth in total defense, fourth on third down, tied for fourth in big plays, and fifth in yards per play. So this is a strength-on-strength strength matchup, which makes it very, very interesting to me. Am I overstating it to say that the Eagles 
are in danger of losing a second straight game to the Indianapolis Colts. How do you see this one going down? Well, the last three teams to start 8-0 or better and then went on the road after losing their first game lost that following week. Interesting. Could not follow it up. But I still have a hard time picking against the Philadelphia Eagles here. I have them 31-20. 31-20, an 11-point win. The spread is 6 and a half. Pretty commanding win, regardless of what happens. I still think that it's it's fun. It was fun to watch Jeff Saturday get that initial win. I don't think it's sustainable. I even kind of hinted at that last week. I think I had a similar score. I didn't pick the winner where I said, like, it's going to be 31-20. to Either the Raiders blow this one so badly or, you know, the Colts find a way. I honestly believe, though, now that the novelty is going to start to wear off and you have NFL coaches watching what they were doing in in Las Vegas or whatever it was, I think those coaches will now be like, okay, we're going to figure this out. And they're going to start to kind of expose Jeff Saturday just a smidge. The one thing that Coach Bill Belichick figures out better than most, young quarterbacks. That takes us to our next game, the AFC East clash in Foxborough between the New York Jets at 6-3 and three and the New England Patriots at 5-4. and four. Both of these teams are in the AFC playoff picture. Jets at 5, Patriots at 7. This game is Sunday at 1. Who wins it and how? Patriots, 17-14. The Patriots have won 13 consecutive games against the Jets. What do you want me to do? It's not like I don't believe in the Jets. I've said many favorable things about the Jets. Although the Jets now, you guys come after the Bears fans for no reason. Listen, we were not the ones who made your organization draft Zach Wilson over Justin Fields. We had nothing to do with that. Don't get mad at us. Don't try to knock down Justin Fields just because you're upset with your guy. That was your call. That wasn't mine. So leave me alone. I want to love the Jets, and I want to I want to have some kinship with you, although you guys are currently 0-6 in your last six after the bye. I know Robert Sala wasn't there for all of them. And also, I'm playing these trends, which I know is stupid, and again, I got to say this, like every game, is of its own thing. Like, don't be the guy that walks up to the roulette wheel who's like, oh, well, blacks come up eight times in a row. Eight Reds do. Reds not do. This is an interesting matchup when you look statistically. Jets, a tepid offense against a an improving and potentially dominant defense on their week in New England. On the other side of the ball, the Jets' defense, quite strong. Seventh overall, third big play offense, seventh ranked total defense, third ranked big play defense, and fourth ranked defense when it comes to yards per play against an offense in New England that is, quite honestly, just like the Jets offense, somewhat tepid. 17-14 certainly tells that story. Not a lot of scoring in this game. Any starts other than the Jets and potentially Patriots defensive units in this one? I stupidly like James Robinson, and I I have no reason. I have no reasonable explanation. A gut call from Adam Rank says he stupidly likes James James Robinson. Robinson. There you go. Mostly because I'm forced to start him because of too many bye weeks and the way I've set up my team. Like Roheem Mostert's out this week. We also have uh, Lombardi Lenny's out this week. Who else? I could look at my roster. I know that I, I you get to, to your roster. We'll get to the next game. It is the L.A. Rams, the defending Super Bowl champion L.A. Rams. Somebody should tell them that. Yeah. On the road in New Orleans to take on the Saints. Now, both of these teams are certainly suffering and experiencing a season defined by disappointment. Yeah. By expectations that have not been reached by mm-hmm. execution. 
Who wins this game? What's the score? I have the Saints winning 20 to 19 currently because we're still waiting. Uh, it's Thursday. I want to make sure that Matthew Stafford is going to start. Johnny Dubs could be the starting quarterback. I don't know why Andy Dalton is still a starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints, but we do know that Cooper Cut is out. The, the Rams were averaging less than 70 points per game with Cooper Cup, and now it's going to be much worse. And I look at both these teams, and what's interesting for me here, and maybe Matt Stafford's, you know, has a chance to play some, some more seasons, but both these teams do not have a young quarterback in development. Neither one of them have a first-round pick in this upcoming draft, which is loaded with quarterbacks. These are two situations that could turn dire. And I felt like last year, I don't know, you know this, the Rams seem to sell, I don't know, maybe it's because we're in LA and we see this more. I don't recall a team that celebrated a championship quite like the way the Rams did. Yeah. The Rams seem to go overboard. They were overserved. It's quite possible. A little bit. I know that the the Dodgers, when they won their bubble tournament, whatever that Texas tournament was in 2020, they were a little bit more subdued, but it's like, ah, that was a fake title anyways. So I get it. I'm running long, aren't I? Five games to go. Five games to go. 30 seconds on the clock for each. All right. Next game, Detroit Lions on the road to take on the New York football giants who are 7-2 and two and currently sit fifth in the NFC playoff picture. Who wins it? What's the I, score? I have the Giants winning this one 30-28. I know I promise a lot of my friends who root for the Giants that I would not pick the Giants because they feel scared that anytime the consensus is on the Giants, but I don't think you need to worry about that here. The, the, the Lions rallied last week over, overcoming a 14-point deficit in the fourth quarter for the first time since I think Eric Hipple was the quarterback. And you know what? If their seven friends are on the Lions' side again this week, then perhaps they have a chance. But I'm going to go with the Giants. Saquon Barkley is going to run all over this team. And my fantasy note is Daniel Jones, pretty athletic. Don't be shocked to see him run for 40-plus yards in this one. Next game, Las Vegas Raiders, potentially the most disappointing team in the NFL this year at 2-7 and seven, on the road to take on their division rival Denver Broncos, who sit at 3-6. and six. Denver defense is good. Yep. Raiders offense, Meh. eh, not so bad at turnover differential, and that can be a compelling statistic. Not much else to celebrate, though, on yep. either side of the ball for either team. There has to be a winner. Or does there have to be a winner? Who's the winner? I almost picked a tie. Currently, I've got the Broncos going 29-28 in this one. Now, now I know the Bronco fans are down on Nathaniel Hackett. And we saw what happened last week when the Colts fired their coach and brought in a guy who had never been a head coach at all. What if the Broncos fired Hackett and hired a cat, like a feline? Just let a feline go out there. And then, like, this just became a game show, like, where every week, who can beat Josh McDaniels? And, like, you know, a couple weeks from now, the Chargers are like, yeah, um, we're going to have a toaster as our head coach. What if it got so crazy that in week 18, the Chiefs go, you know what? We're going to have Matt Nagy. Okay, that's too far. I took it. I went too far. By the way, did you know that the Denver is 2-12 and against the AFC West since 2020? We do now. Any fantasy uh, plays to make or avoid quickly? Russell Wilson could be a huge option this week against that, that Raiders defense. 
Next game, Dallas Cowboys on the road to take on the Minnesota Vikings. This is the TA game of the week. Yeah, it is. Cowboys at 6-3. and three. Vikings, of course, at 8-1, and one, the second seed in the NFC. Cowboys are the sixth seed in the NFC, having been Ooh. supplanted at five by their division rival Giants. Who wins it and how? Cowboys 28-27. Look, the Vikings, they are that friend of yours that outkicks their coverage, if you know what I mean. You're like, I don't know how they're doing it. But somehow they're finding a way to make things happen, and I love them for it. But at some point, it, the, the luck runs out. And I think the Cowboys coming off that huge loss against the Green Bay Packers will find a way to rally in this one. And you know what? Here's my fantasy conundrum here. What are we doing with Kirk Cousins? I would never, listen, I would never, the Cowboys lead the NFL with 35 sacks. Dare I play Kirk Cousins? Do I go against my own my own, but what I was saying before, where it's like, oh, you got to go with them. What's numbers. the answer? Yes or no? Do you go with Kirk Cousins? I'm going with Kirk Cousins. You're going with Kirk Cousins. Thank you. Next game, Cincinnati Bengals. Again, a divisional game on the road at Heinz Field to take on the Steelers. Bengals are 5-4, and four, just outside the AFC playoff picture. Steelers at 3-6. and six. Mike Tomlin orchestrated an unexpected win yeah. in, in the minds of many people against the Saints uh, last week. Does he get another home win against the Bengals, who are coming off of a bye? Oh, my gosh. The Steelers are 5-1-1 one one against teams coming off a bye. Best record in such games. Two of those five wins are against the Bengals. And? I'm going to go with the Bengals. 28-17. 28-17. Kenny Pickett over Joe Burrow. I won't do it. And I know that T.J. Watt is healthy. He's back. I'm going to stick with the Bengals. And in your fantasy note, I will tell you that Joe Mixon won't have five touchdowns this week. He just won't. Uh, and also remember that next year when you're doing your analysis and you're like, oh, Joe Mixon is the RB6. On no, no, no. Five of those, five of his touchdowns came in one game. So remember that. But play him. Oh, also start T. Higgins, uh, who's going to have a monster game against the Steelers, who have allowed the second most fantasy points to wide receivers this year. Two games to go. Next one is an AFC West battle across the street at SoFi Stadium. The Kansas City Chiefs at 7-2. and two. In my estimation, the best football team in the NFL. Playing the LA Chargers. Oh. In my estimation, the second most disappointing I, team I, in I the NFL after their SoFi So you think the roommates. Chiefs are the best team? I, I think it. the Chiefs are absolutely the best team in the NFL, and I think they'll prove it at the end of the year. They have the best player. They have the best play caller. They have the most dynamic the best offense. Player, Juju? The best. <laughs> you're a oh, funny man. Mahomes. Who wins it and how? I'm going to go Chiefs 27-25. Mahomes does not lose to the Chargers in L.A. He just doesn't. And he's 3-1 and one against Herbert, that lone loss, of course, coming in Kansas City. Mahomes 4-0 in primetime games. It makes way too much sense. The Chargers are once again not living up to expectations, and it bums me out. And fantasy-wise, uh, the Chiefs have a two-headed running back situation, a rotation, whatever you want to call it. I don't like either guy. We do like Kadarius Tony. Juju is questionable. Mecole missed last week. Tony could build on his touchdown from last week. But why? Why are you taunting the fantasy gods with your end zone celebration, faking like you have an injury? Like, dude, I don't. I don't think that you've shown enough in the course of your career to be pulling out that celebration just yet. One game to go. That game takes place on Monday night in Mexico City. Our good friend MJ Acosta Ruiz will be there covering that game. It takes place between the San Francisco 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals. It is an NFC West yep. matchup of two teams heading in different directions, in my estimation. 49ers on paper may be the best roster in the NFL. Cardinals, uh, in reality, may be the most bewildering team in the NFL. Who yeah. wins it and how? 
49ers, 31-24. I, I truly believe that the 49ers, if they're not the best team in the NFC, they're the second best. And you look at Debo, who is almost an afterthought in some of these games. They are loaded at all the skill positions, so I think the 49ers just overwhelm them. Fantasy-wise, don't trip about CMC. I know that Eli Mitchell was getting all those goal line looks, but CMC is just way too valuable in the passing game. And George Kittle this week is going up against the most generous team to opposing tight ends in all of fantasy football. Anytime you see the Arizona Cardinals matching up against a team, start that squad's tight end. I want to thank today's special guest, Adam Rank, the purveyor of hot sauce, the maker of game picks. Adam, thank you for being here. Join us tomorrow for Friday answers to Sunday questions like, who wins? Was Adam right? Was Adam wrong? Who scores? Who stars? Who stumbles? Who are we putting on upset alert? Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Monogram at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com build. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 